This is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, find the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm your host, Mac Pritchard. I'm also the founder of MaxList. It's a job board in the Pacific Northwest that helps professionals find fulfilling careers. One of the best ways to get good at job hunting is to talk to people who do it well. That's why once a month, I interview a MaxList reader who found a job they love. Our guest today is Travis Puckett. He's a portfolio analyst at Vacasa. It's a vacation rental company here in Portland, Oregon. Travis Puckett believes in using data to find solutions. In a story you can find on the MaxList website, Travis shares his approach to job hunting. He used a mix of research and networking, and Travis says once he understood his job search goal, it became much easier to find contacts who could help. Travis also discovered an internship could give him the opportunity to build the skills he needed to make a career change. In fact, an internship at Vacasa led to the job he has today. Well, Travis, welcome to the show. You're a portfolio analyst at Vacasa. Why do you love your job? Uh, well, for a lot of reasons. Uh, number one is it's just a great office space. Vacasa's got everything that you could possibly want with a job. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have our computers and we can access by VPN. And so if you don't love the office space, you can work at home. Uh, we've got great peers there. Uh, I love all the folks that I work with. Um, and then the job itself, I just love working in data. We have so many data points with homes and regions and all the different metrics with uh, marketing and sales and revenue and stuff like that. There's no end to the data. So it's a lot about storytelling uh, and just bubbling up insight to the surface for managers. I could tell you're excited about the data. And I would imagine in that business, there's just so much information that needs to be managed and interpreted and kind of in hog heaven, aren't you? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't like data, the job uh, might seem a little overwhelming, but uh, I definitely love all the numbers. So it's a good spot for me. And tell me more about why it's a good fit for you, besides the office and, and, the, and the work you do. Well, uh, the company's growing really quickly. Um, there's definitely a need for collaboration. And so I think the office is kind of set up for collaboration. And uh, you know, additionally, I come from a little bit of a leadership background, and so I'm not afraid to kind of drive conversations and bring people into a room. And I know I don't always have the answer, but I think that uh, I'm not shy to bring the people into the room who might have the answer or who might ask the right questions. Uh, and so I think that's a really good uh, fit as well. Uh, and so that's part of what transitioned me from the internship to the full-time job is that they realized uh, I wasn't somebody who was going to be overwhelmed by all the data. Well, let's talk about your search. How did you get clear about your job search goal, Travis? So many people, and, and including me earlier in my career, struggle with that. Uh, I think with with my prior job, I think it just kind of presented itself early and it kept reinforcing itself that it was really important for me to have a job where my schedule uh, at work lined up with my schedule with my family. And so for me, uh, the job search was about finding a job that put me in a traditional time slot, you know, the Monday to Friday, nine to five. And your last job before Vacasa was working at a, a brewery here in Portland, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I was general manager at uh, Breakside Brewery for uh, close to eight years. Yeah, and that can be a very demanding schedule with a lot of evenings and weekends, I'm imagining. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. very, very fun. Uh, the people are great, uh, but definitely it's really hard. You know, that toll that it takes on the family is, uh, you know, you can't, 
you, you, you push it down a little bit because, well, that's what you're doing for a living. But then you realize that there's other jobs out there. And so it's, you just have to kind of free yourself from attachment. You left that job without having another position lined up. What, tell us more about why you did that. Uh, I had a lot of faith in myself. I had a lot of belief in uh, the history of my resume. And I understand that it was a long tenure that I spent at the one job. And so I had the one bullet point that gobbled up a lot of years. And so just knowing that I could go back and I can kind of dig into some of those past experiences and some of that prior skill set and sell that to a new employer uh, was enough for me just to really feel confident. And did you know the sector that you wanted to move into? You, you knew you wanted to leave the, the brewery. Uh, you wanted to do something different. Did you know that you, aside from a traditional schedule, that you wanted to work in data analysis, for example? Yeah, for me, it was about two things. It was either customer experience or data. Um, I love the experience of making a customer happy. I love the experience of taking numbers and crunching them into something useful. And so I knew that those were kind of my two avenues. And so everything that led into my job search was about finding something that fit in with one of those two lines. Managing a, a restaurant and a bar, it's, it's a demanding job. It's very different from doing data analysis. So you, you changed careers. It, what challenges did you face when you were talking to employers like Vacasa when you wanted to demonstrate, for example, that your skills were transferable? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I wish I could be in the shoes of a potential employer uh, interviewing a GM of a restaurant. I think they, I think that the, the maybe the prevailing thought is that I would want to get up and run around and pick up dishes or, <laughs> you know, or, or just like go shake hands or, or do something like that instead of sit down at a computer and see a, a problem all the way through to solution. So um, I think that kind of selling more of my drive to problem solve and more of my drive to uh, create. Um, you know, uh, wonderful new uh, work experiences was greater than my drive to kind of be out and about and be active and be engaged. Because I think that, you know, restaurants are definitely kind of more of a social job, uh, you know, and working at a computer is a little bit more of an isolated job. When you were interviewing at Picasso or with other companies, were there questions raised about the transferability of your skills? Uh, and how did you address them, Travis? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think that's a like the first conversation that you have uh, when you're sitting down for a job like this. And really, um, it is about finding those kind of uh, soft skills or those intermediate skills that are kind of live in between the bullet points on your resume uh, and actually being able to say, uh, you know, things that about how you problem solve or, um, or how you view numbers. And so uh, I think for Vacasa, what they really liked was just the way I thought about revenue. I thought about you know, each chair, each square foot of the restaurant, each tabletop was an opportunity for revenue. Uh, and so that kind of speaks to what Vacasa is trying to do with nights. Uh, so each night is an, a revenue opportunity with, with the homes. And so, uh, you know, there's a similar philosophical background there. And I think they understood that I had that, you know, that philosophical grounding and they could teach me the skill set, you know, the data skill set or the reporting skill set. How did you know how to make that connection when you were talking with people at Vacasa to, to show that link between your past experience and, and the position that you were talking to them about? Uh, I, th I kind of think it was just natural. <laughs> you know, I think uh, being in charge of the restaurant, it was my job to make it profitable. And we live in an environment here in Portland where, uh, you know, 
pay, pay wages are going up, you know, the minimum wage is rising and for restaurants, it's extremely hard. And so you have to really work the other side of the equation, which is the revenue side. And, and so I actually work on the revenue team at Vacasa. And so I, I think it was a little bit of, uh, uh, fortuitous as well that I was actually talking to a revenue manager when I was interviewing. So uh, he definitely saw that right away. Well, changing sectors is always a big challenge. Were there other challenges that you faced during your search? Yeah, I think the kind of the typical challenge um, of uh, of just dealing with rejection and kind of going through the churn a little bit. Um, and so, uh, you know, for me, I just kind of kept with meeting with people, even if it didn't pertain specifically to my job, uh, I would meet with people who also were looking for jo- looking for work um, because I just wanted to learn more about what people were doing, what people were looking for. And I would bounce some of my talking points off of other folks and see how they responded to it. Uh, you know, an informal session is really nice because it's a little less a uh, little less tense, and so you can kind of try more things and say say a greater variety of things, and just see how people respond to it. What's your best advice for for dealing with rejection? It's inevitable during a job search. You're you're going to hear no probably more than yes. Yeah, I think I think think about it as an opportunity rather than a, you know a closed door. You have an opportunity to create a data point. You have an opportunity to. Uh, look at you know you know you watch the face of the people when you say something and if uh, if you feel like maybe they didn't really jibe with what you just said that that's a data point for you don't say that <laughs> you know uh, and those types of things so you get the opportunity when you fail to learn about why you failed and uh, you know for all you know you've um, you've learned a little bit about what you want as well and you could kind of shape your ethos a little bit and understand exactly the the perfect job so when you do go into that perfect job interview you've got all the right talking points. In your article for Max List, you shared that you asked people on LinkedIn for informational interviews. How did this help you? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just getting out. Uh, when you're stuck at a computer, or you know you're sending your resume to um, a bunch of different inboxes, and you know, you may never meet the person that you sent it to. But if you just talk to somebody or anybody in that company, uh, you know you you might actually make an impression, or you might actually. Um, you know, that person might actually go and, and say, hey, you should you should check out this guy. Uh, it might be the seventh resume and they were only looking for six. But I think when a company really wants to hire somebody, they're going to do their due diligence because there's a lot of resumes that, that they get that, you know, they don't think are the best one and it could be the best hire and, and vice versa. So, And I know that in your article as well, you mentioned the importance of or, or rather how knowing your goal help you get clear about who you should reach out to. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, um, I think I think about the the question, and and you get it a lot in interviews. Um, they always ask, you know, if you could name three companies you'd love to work for, who would they be? And I used to just hate that question. I was like, well, what happens if I apply to those three companies and I get rejected? Do I right. I don't get my dream job? Right. Uh, but I think that by studying that question, by actually answering that question, you get to understand what you're looking for. You understand the ethos of of what you want, and so. I think have that question, have that answer ready. Just know what that question is and revisit that question. You know, after you've gone on 10 interviews, ask yourself that question again, and and you can kind of come to understand what it is that you're looking for. I'm curious, how did you answer that question? Because it sounds like you struggled with it. I think that's normal. I certainly have struggled with it, and I know many a listener has as well. What did you have to do to get that clarity, Travis? 
you know what? It's it's actually really quite easy these days. Um, you know, LinkedIn is is an amazing resource that we all have at our fingertips, and you know, you you find thought leaders uh, in the things that you you love. Um, and so I found thought leaders in customer experience and data, and I followed their their threads, and I saw the people that they liked, and I kind of read a little bit more and and learned a little bit more, and it kind of helped me understand like what companies really do have great customer experience, and then you study the company. Uh, and then the same with data, like what companies are really driving big data. And Vacasa really is one that's driving big data in our city. Uh, and so I knew that this was a company I really wanted to work for. And so I went real hard after it. Um, I sent them both resumes <laughs> for one listing. And I also, you know, met a friend who I knew worked for them. And, uh, you know, she was even like, are you sure you, <laughs> you know, you want to work for Vacasa? Like she kind of came at it from the angle of like, you know, here's the bad part of the job. Do you still want the job? And you know, I did, and so I, you know, I stuck with it, and I was, I was very uh, diligent. You took an internship at Vacasa, and you're, you're not a college graduate, a recent graduate. You're, you're, I'm guessing about ten or fifteen years into your career. So, the, I don't meet a lot of people in their late twenties or early thirties who are doing internships. What inspired you to do that? Well, it was it was a strategy piece for me uh, to make a jump. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there who, you know, working in restaurants is unsustainable uh, over time, especially as you get older. You're on your feet a lot. You know, you're dealing with stress a lot. Um, you know, you're eating bad food, and uh, and so making that jump is is really really difficult. And if you kind of stick to the idea of just landing a traditional job, going straight from one job to another. You're, it's going to be really hard to make a big jump. And so, you know, f- f- we all have bills to pay and uh, an internship is really hard financially, but I needed to make that decision early on that if that was a decision I was going to make, I had to make that decision right then and there or else I was going to draw out my job search too long and it wouldn't be financially viable. And so it's an extended interview is kind of the way I think of it. And it gave me an opportunity to show the company that, yeah, I am somebody who can learn. I'm somebody who can achieve even in this environment, and I'm somebody who can show that I really like the job. So, you know, that answers all the questions that they might have about somebody like me. And there was risk involved. There was no guarantee when you took this internship. I think it might have been three months that it might lead to an offer for the permanent position you have today. Did, was there? Yeah, there wasn't a guarantee. And um, I kind of pushed a little bit, <laughs> to be honest. I, uh, you know, there were, I was in a cohort of about six other interns, and I put together a slide deck of everything that I did for the internship, and I made sure to present it. I invited a bunch of people to the presentation, and so I got to put myself out there in front of a lot of people, and I think I got a great response. I still hear people always talk about the presentation I gave at the end of my internship. I don't think it was necessarily on the schedule, but I kind of pushed for it, and so it happened, and I think that was a real big part of me getting it. So there were six people in your group. Were you the only one who did a presentation like that? Um, there was one other, yeah. Did they get an offer too? Well, that person was a traditional <laughs> intern, so he actually went back to school. But um, this year he graduated, and he's now with the company. Okay. So Good. Well, what's your number one job hunting tip, Travis? Um, you just can't get down. You can't get down on yourself. Um, you know, I think the meeting with friends was a big thing for me because it just reinforced that I was an important person and that I was a contributing member of society. And when you meet with your friends, they're going to share with you all the great things, all the delightful things about yourself. And that's, uh, you know, that's important just to stay active, stay out there. Don't get down on yourself because you're going to find your job and it's going to be a great job. 
Thanks so much for sharing your story, Travis. To learn more about Travis Puckett's job search, visit maxlist.org slash stories. And check out the MaxList website for dozens of other success stories. On the second Friday of every month, we add a new interview with a MaxList reader who's found a dream job. Go to maxlist.org slash stories. In the meantime, thanks for listening to today's bonus episode of Find Your Dream Job. Find Your Dream Job.